Hey, everybody, we're back with some more Thursday thoughts. I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. I hope this podcast finds you well. Wherever you are, wherever you're tuning in, if you're driving in a car or sitting in your room or, I don't know, sitting in the bathtub, wherever you guys uh, listen to this at, um, I just hope it's a blessing to you. Uh, As I said in the first one, I just want this to be a resource and I want this to be something that you can come to to be able to have some spiritual guidance and some practical wisdom for the everyday moments of our lives, the good, the bad, and the messy. And so today, I want us to talk about pivotal moments. Pivotal moments. There are pivotal moments all throughout history. What does pivotal mean? Pivotal is a weird word. Do we use pivotal a lot in our everyday conversations? Probably not. Well, Google says pivotal means of crucial importance in relation to the development or success of something else. So pivotal moments, I guess, are moments in our lives that kind of develop develop us or determine a certain path that we go on, like a successful path, hopefully, and something that we're doing. So think back to Jesus. Everything that Jesus did in his life was pivotal. And there are pivotal moments in all of our lives. I don't think we ever really escape those, no matter how old we get. I think about in my junior year of college, well, really right before I started my junior year, the summer, kind of springish and summer of 2019, I had a really big pivotal moment in my life. It was um, about school and continuing school or switching to something else. I was kind of in a, a weird spot. Like, I've always loved ministry and I love youth ministry specifically and working with kids and letting kids see how awesome the gospel is and just teaching them in the way that they should go. But just because of some things going on in my life and just where my head was at and where I was leaning, I was like, I don't know if ministry is for me anymore. Or thinking of, you know, well, maybe I can always be plugged into my church and help out with this or that, but being a full-time minister, I'm not sure if that's really for me. And so I really... I started looking at other schools and transferring and switching degrees to like a, either like a business degree or a counseling degree or something like that just because I really thought that maybe I just had this feeling that maybe ministry wasn't for me, you know, but I think what it was is I was listening to, I was thinking about things that weren't God and things that weren't what he was showing me. That wasn't what he was showing me. Those I was focusing on things that weren't him, the noise of the world and focusing on my desires rather than where God was leading me because everything up to that point in my life had been pointing me to ministry. God had been leading me and guiding me and opportunities just opened up one after another for me, even whenever I probably didn't deserve a single one of them. And so while I was looking, you know, it just kind of, dawned on me. I was at um, Horizons, a youth camp, youth rally, I don't know what it's called, but at Freed Hardeman University in Henderson, Tennessee. A full week, we stayed at Freed Hard- on Freed Hardeman's campus, and I was uh, basically a small group leader for a group of teenage guys and just talking with them, and some of them opening up to me and us getting real personal and real deep. And 
I've still kind of kept in touch with some of these guys as the years have gone by. Um, I say years, like it's been 20 years. The past two years, I guess since 2019 summer. Um, and just how much I think that meant to me and what that did for me and my faith. And in that pivotal moment that summer, figuring out what in the world I was going to do next with my life, continue on the same path or do something else, I think God showed me in that moment why I was where I was because of some of the past experience I'd had and just the gifts that God has given me and what I can do through His Spirit. It's just, it's like God was sitting there telling me, you're right where you need to be. And sometimes it's, I think it's that obvious when God's showing us something, and sometimes it's not. But there are pivotal moments in all of our lives. That's what I want us to look at. There are pivotal moments, like for me in college, figuring out what in the world you weren't, you're going to do when you grow up. There are pivotal moments in high school, you know, some defining moments that kind of make you who you are. And even, you know, if you don't go to college right after high school, figuring out, you know, your career path or job or whatever's next, those are pivotal moments. And then there, there are a bunch of challenges that we have to face throughout our lives. Pivotal moments never leave our lives. Whether we're choosing a job, a career path, to move out or to stay with our parents for a little bit longer or a relationship with a girlfriend or boyfriend. You know, these, these things, these are pivotal moments because they're very much defining moments in our lives. But what I want to talk about today is not necessarily, you know, recognizing God in these moments and stuff like that, even though that's important and maybe we'll get to that. But what I want to talk about today is just how do we navigate these pivotal moments? Like, what do we do on our end? No, it's like, how do I prepare to notice God, basically is what I'm asking. How do we navigate the pivotal moments? And so there's a Bible story I want us to look at. But before we jump into that, I just kind of want to think practically and kind of give, I don't know, some practical advice as to what I believe we can do with these, you know, how to navigate pivotal moments. And so I think for me... Some of the things, obviously, the story we're going to look at today helped me a lot, but and just the scriptures in general and praying to God and meditating on God, and that's obviously the main goal of what we need to do. But just practically, in these pivotal moments in our lives, kind of stay true to who you are. You know, you know you better than anybody else. And you need to make sure that you stay true to who you are and don't let a relationship, don't let a, a job or a career or anything like that take you away from who you are and the things that you hold dear. For me, it's like my faith. See, I almost let external things, things that weren't God, things of the world, take me away from ministry and a path of serving God. And so we need to make sure that we're listening to God's voice and not to worldly voices. I think of, and just in these pivotal moments, and you know, even when we're in kind of the gray area in the middle before we get to where we know, or get to our final destination, so to say, or get to whatever's next, in those gray areas in the middle, foggy area, work hard. Work hard, trust in God, keep your faith where it needs to be, and just continue to put into work, because you, we can do all kinds of crazy things whenever we put our faith in God. And so that's just some practical advice. I don't know. I just felt that on my heart to kind of talk about that for a second. But 
the story I want us to look at, I think that a story that helps us see maybe this is one particular pivotal moment, but I think that gives us some examples of what to do in our pivotal moments is in Genesis chapter 13. In Genesis chapter 13, we get Abraham and Lot, and this is where they kind of split up because they're both very wealthy and they have a lot of stuff. So we're going to read through about, mm, we'll read the first probably 10 verses for now, or first, first 13 verses. We'll read Genesis 13 verses 1 through 13. So here we go. So Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the Negev. Now Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold, and he journeyed on far from Negev as far as Bethel and to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place where he had made an altar at the first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them dwelling together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land also. Then Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered, Everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zohar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. So we're going to stop there and we'll read the next part of that story in a minute. So, pivotal moments. I think one of the first things we see from this story is in the first, basically, six verses in Genesis 13, 1 through 6. And what I want to get to, and I think the first thing, how do we navigate the pivotal moments? Well, step one, I think you worship wherever you go. Wherever you are in your life, wherever you are in your journey, wherever you are, in your faith with God, you worship wherever you go. You see, obviously, Abraham was very well off, right? Abraham had, at this time, he was Abram still, but Abram had tons of possessions, right? He had flocks, he had gold, he had silver. I mean, God has already blessed him with a lot. And you see, he's on the move, right? Think about that. A lot of us today are on the move, right? We're constantly going, we're constantly busy. We're going from one thing to the next. Abraham was traveling from one place to the next. You know, we have our our sports practices or our classes to get to, our jobs, our families. You know, whatever it is, we all have that, that everyday stuff that we need to do in our lives. We're constantly movie, moving and busy. But notice verse 4. In verse 4, we see that he gets to this place where he had built an altar before. And Abram does what? He calls on the name of the Lord. And what does that mean? Well, he worships everywhere he goes. 
despite the him moving around and being a sojourner, right, and being this sheepsman, herdsman guy who's not even living in like a house, but living in tents and moving from place to place. Think about how stressful moving is for people who've moved. I mean, I remember whenever I packed up all my stuff from North Alabama and me and my dad drove all the way across the country to San Diego and moving all my stuff out here and getting everything set up. Moving is a stressful thing and a very time-consuming thing. So imagine moving all this stuff Abram has and a bunch as many times as he's moved, but yet he still makes time to worship God. How many of us can say that? That we make time to do that. And so I think a practical point of what I'm getting at is obviously worship wherever you go, wherever you are in life, in your journey. You need to get planted in your faith. You need to get planted in the Lord. You need to get planted in a church. We're made for relationship, and we need that relationship with one another. We need to be planted with other believers. We need to be planted in God. Most importantly, we don't need to drift. I think the second thing that helps us navigate the pivotal moments in our lives is we look from Genesis 13, 8 through 13, where we finished reading through, is that blessings often come in disguise. You know, a lot of times uh, blessings come in ways that we never expected. When we face pivotal moments, I think we need to remember to put it in God's hand. Abraham didn't decide to tell Lot, all right, I'm going to do this and you're going to do that. No, he kind of he left it up to God through the choices of others, if that makes any sense. You know, he he left it up to Lot, and in a way, Abraham Abraham was just saying, you know, I just don't want there to be strife between us. You know, I, I trust in God. You know, let's just settle this, and we can split up so that there's no conflict between us. And so I think we learn right here from Abraham is just put it in God's hands. Put it in the one whose hands who can handle it and can take care of the big decisions and the big moments in our lives. You see, Lot, in this moment, I think we learn a lot from Lot, too, because he looked out for himself here, right, when he went to the Jordan Valley where Sodom and Gomorrah was, right? He went to what looked good. That's kind of selfish in a way, you know. He didn't even think to offer it to Abram. He just decided that, you know, this this looks good, so I'll go here. And we obviously know how that turned out, right? The very next chapter, Abraham has to go over there to save Lot before God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. Sorry for the spoiler alert. But a lot of times in these pivotal moments in our lives, we want to go to what looks good, what seems to please the eye, but that's not always the best thing. Believe me when I say that. It's not always the best thing. And some of you guys probably know more so than me. It's funny, you know, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5-7 to walk by faith, not by sight. Abraham had faith. Abraham trusted in God. Lot, I'm, obviously, I'm not going to say Lot didn't trust in God, but at this moment, Lot looked at what was pleasing to the eye. He was walking by sight and what he, he wanted to have what he thought looked good, but a lot of times what we think looks good isn't really good truly good. So we need to walk by faith and not by sight. See, Abraham trusted in God and knew what was promised him. And that leads me to the third thing I believe that can help us navigate these pivotal moments in our lives, and it's to know what is promised. Know what is promised. You see, Abraham knew what was promised to him a chapter previous to chapter 13 and chapter 12, right? So he had faith 
and trusted in God, right? In chapter 12, really the promise that sets the rest of the biblical story in motion, right? God promises Abraham that he's going to make him a great nation, that his descendants would be as many as the the stars, right? He, he his, his descendants would be too numerous to count. He would make him a great nation and bless the world through him. And see, Abraham knew what was promised him. Today, we need to remember what is promised us. As Christians, we have the assurance of salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. As Christians, we know we're not promised necessarily easy. You know, Jesus doesn't promise us an easy life, but he promises us the strength to endure. He promises us hope and the ability to make it through the trials and temptations. We know what Jesus promised us in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, 33, right? But seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. If we put God where he needs to be, he will take care of us. If we obey, if we trust and obey, God will take care of us. We have to remember what is promised. God's never going to leave you and never going to forsake you. He's given us his word, and his word is better than anyone else's word you can think of. So that leads us to the last thing. God will do the blessing if we do the obeying. Right? In these pivotal moments in our lives, we just need to obey God's word and stay anchored in him. And he'll bless us. I think of basketball. In basketball, there's this thing called your pivot foot. Right? Those of you who know basketball or played it, and even if you don't, I'm, I'm going to explain what a pivot foot is, but you know what I'm talking about. A pivot foot, say I pick up my dribble. When you know, Once you pick up your dribble, you can't dribble again, or that's a double dribble. So you have this thing called a pivot foot. It can be either your right or your left leg. That's fine, but the thing is, is once you kind of twist, that one foot has to stay on the ground. That one foot can't move. So if my right foot is my pivot foot, I'm basically like turning in place with my right foot still on the ground. But I can basically, I can turn a full circle long as my right foot stays on the ground and it doesn't move. And that's called your pivot foot. And so what I'm going to call that is staying anchored. In basketball, you have to keep that foot anchored to the floor or you're going to get a traveling call. If that foot moves, it's a travel. So you have to stay anchored to the court with your pivot foot. Similar to that, we have to stay anchored in our faith. We have to stay anchored in our faith. You know, a pivot helps us move in a new direction, right? You know, we can, we can go all kinds of different directions in these pivotal moments in our lives, right? We can choose to go this way or to go that way. And the thing is, God can bless us in whatever we choose to do. He's given us free will to decide what we want to do, long as it's in accordance with His will. Long as we obey, long as we trust and obey his will for our lives and stay anchored in him, then we can use our pivot foot and go in different directions. But God can use us. But it's important that we stay planted in God so that we can handle new things in life that are thrown at us. I want to read the last four verses of Genesis 13 here. Starting in verse 14, Genesis 13, 14. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that 
If one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Memre, which are at Hebron. And there he built an altar to the Lord. So we see again, after he was blessed by what he did, allowing Lot to go to what looked pleasing to the eye, but we know later on with the story of the people of Israel, Canaan is the promised land, right? A good land flowing with milk and honey. So Abraham really won out in this deal. But because, you know, so sometimes just because something passes the eye test, it doesn't pass God's test. And you see, Abraham obeyed and God blessed. God is our constant. God should be our anchor. Right? God should be our anchor. And because of the faith that Abraham had in God, he was surely blessed. So pivotal moments are really just new opportunities to please God. These developmental and successful moments in our lives, right? These important, crucial moments in our lives that shape our stories and our paths. They're opportunities to please God because as weird and as stressful and as hectic as sometimes they may be, it's an opportunity for us to stay anchored in God and to please Him that despite uncertainty, our faith is stronger than our fear and uncertainty. So what step is God asking you to take? I think the most pivotal moment in our lives, I don't think, I know, the most pivotal moment in our lives is deciding to follow Jesus Christ, to give our lives to Christ, to become a Christian, right? To confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, to repent of our sins, to be baptized, to be immersed into Christ, and to raise up and to walk as a new creation. That's the most pivotal moment in our lives. And if you haven't done that, why wait? Reach out to someone who you trust with faith matters and talk with them and start your life with Christ today. And then obviously, as we said, these other pivotal moments will come up in our lives, whether it's a relationship, a job, a career, moving, Friends, you know, all these different kind of decisions we can make and these big moments in our lives. They're all important and they're all crucial. But we need to make sure that we keep God at the center of these decisions. Keep God at the center of these pivotal moments. Because God can do great things through us as long as we stay anchored in Him. It doesn't matter what path we decide to take as long as God's in the middle of it. So, Let's pray. God, we love you, and we thank you, and we praise you, and we just want to take a moment to stop, pause, and praise you for everything you are and everything you do for us day in and day out. God, you have blessed us with so much. You're so good to us. Lord, we know that sometimes life is weird, and these pivotal moments, these really big moments come up in our lives. Help us to keep our faith in you and stay anchored in you. Help us to, no matter where we are at in our story and in our journey in life, that we worship you through all of it. That we stay focused on you and obey you and remember what's promised because you'll bless us. Help us to stay anchored, God. 
Be with those who need you. Be with those who are hurting, God. Be with your people across the world. Be with your church. God, be with all of us in our lives. Help us to grow. Help us to learn. Help us to love as we are loved and forgive as we are forgiven. Thank you for your son, Jesus. And thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you for your word. And I pray that everyone who hears this could be blessed by you and your word. God, help us to grow. Thank you again for all that you do for us always. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope you all have a blessed day.